hello everyone. Today we are talking to Mr. Nathan Coleman. He's been on the show before. And before we start anything, just want to remind everyone to go to our website, which is www.theaccessibilitycorner.com. And you can see uh, uh, over 65 community resources. Also, you'll be able to see or hear our last episode was Dr. Ankaransta. I said that right. Um, and also, uh, in the future, if you ever want to hear a broadcast of the Accessibility Corner, you have a smartphone, or I'm sorry, a smart speaker, all you have to say is, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Accessibility Corner podcast, and boom, you're going to hear it. Mr. Nathan Coleman and Mr. Jesus Bautista, how are you both gentlemen doing today? Doing good. Thank you so much, George. And you, Mr. I was Bautista. Doing- I was, I was doing okay, but then, you know, I... I, I called I, you I, out of the blue, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't comb my hair, so... Okay. I know, me neither, so don't worry. <laughs> and before I forget, the, our show, last uh, Saturday show, uh, is also available at alpasonews.org. Alpasonews.org, and this show will also be on there. It has a lot of resources on there, folks, uh, our news regarding uh, everything regarding El Paso. Just check it out. It's called El Paso News. So, Mr. Coleman and Mr. Bautista, we're going to talk about a, uh, an item that really impacts people with disabilities in different aspects. And what I mean by that is access. Access is a huge word, and it comes with some caveat. What I mean by that is the barriers in transportation, education, employment, housing. We all felt that. Mr. Bautista has employment. I bet you have too, Mr. Mr. Coleman and myself. So, to start off, before we start, Mr. Coleman, go ahead and tell people about you. I know you're a real strong advocate here in El Paso, but I want people to know more about you. Okay. So, yes, as you stated, um, I am a big advocate, just as your gentlemen are in our community. And most recently, I was appointed as board member of the AAC. Um, and I'm really proud to uh, be a part of that because, of course, um, San Metro being one of the biggest issues that we are still trying to um, straighten out. But this is a great avenue for not only myself, but other um, people with disabilities are interested in in growing in this area. This would be a very good um, resource to start because the city, because of Mr. Savala and Mr. Bautista, they have... um, to some degree, listen to their concerns and our concerns together. And we're trying to, you know, um, collaborate and make our voice even louder. And hopefully the city and other communities venture together and um, help us be more accessible. Like this um, podcast is about. And so Sticking with the accessibility, um, as you stated, Mr. Savala school wasn't easy, but because of the resources available through DARS, now the Texas um, Workforce Solutions, I was able to get my bachelor's degree as well as my associate's degree. All right, right. And, Congratulations, <laughs> man. All right. Thank you. Okay, what was great. your degree? In uh, broadcast journalism and radio. Hey, we have a there you go, Mr. Bautista. We have our expert. There you go. But because of the barrier that that I had physically, I wasn't able to get my my foot in the door with the with the profession. And so now I'm more into the social aspect of helping people with disabilities through the 
consumer directed services option, yes, which is another topic that we have discussed on the podcast before. And by the yes, way, uh, Mr. Coleman, just to let you know, if you call me gentlemen one more time, I'm going to take you off as Eric. Eric call me that early. But um, speaking of, uh, of uh, having difficulty uh, getting into the profession, you know, um, I can tell you from experience that, yes, it's it's very difficult. You have to uh, fight your way through and, and not give up and, and um, you know, make sure that your goals are met. Because, you know, when I first came back to El Paso, uh, I had a, a hard time uh, convincing the superintendents and principals that I was an educator. They thought, well, you know, you're blind, you're visually impaired. Um, so you, you can't do that. And, and I had to prove myself, but I also had to insist. And that's what you need to do. You know, insist and be consistent and stay, stay up with it. Don't, don't give up. So let me just talk about the barriers, Mr. Mr. Coleman. Is, uh, for those who don't know, Mr. Balsita used to be a, a retired educator for 30 years. But was you, I'm, and it's kind of sad that you have to say that, Nathan, because it's true. It is true. No matter what your accolades and, and academics is, they're always going to yep. see us as, well, we're disabled, we can't do it. For whatever reason, maybe they're blind, you know, intellectual, or whatever it is. Yep. But for you, what's the biggest thing as of today do you see that impacts you personally when someone, like when you want to apply for a job, what's your back of your head? Like, what are you wondering, or not wondering, but what are you worried about? Um, from past experiences, I do talk very intellectual, and so I don't see that they capture my disability until they physically see me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I don't disclose that during the initial interview until, of course, um, I go to the next step, of course, in meeting them in person, and that's where the barrier is. That they yeah, don't me, hold on, before you go, let me ask you, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Now, I bet you, Mr. Bolsita, let me ask you, so I can tell you my, why I do that. I don't tell people, why do you do that? Just just out of curiosity. It's not because I'm ashamed, but rather it's just because I feel that it's going to be a very, it's a disclaimer from the very start and doesn't really give me the opportunity to explore the interview process as a quote-unquote able, able-bodied person. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I don't say it is because it's, being blind is not a job requirement or, you know, it's not part of the task. So I don't see that. And, I, you know, I feel like, should I tell them or shouldn't I tell them that? But why should I tell them? If they're interviewing <coughs> me, that means I have the skills. But yeah, when I go in, you're right. I see the cane or this Mr. Bautista when he had a guide dog, especially when he applied yep. for that school. So that's where this kind of discussion needs to be done in the public domain where we could talk about this and and tell people, you know what? Just because we have limits doesn't mean we're dumb or we're uneducated. Everybody has limits, right? And they said, right, Mr. Bautista, anyone. That's that's one, uh, George. That's why I don't particularly care for the word disability because disability to most people, the sighted world sees that as, well, they're not able to do anything. And I would rather call myself or or label myself as limited. I I have a limitation. That means that I'm limited at at what I can do, but that doesn't mean that I cannot do it. For instance, people said, well, how can you coach since you can't see well? Well, I'm limited from the standpoint that I couldn't see from, you know, from one end of the gym to the other. But it, when it came to coaching and, you know, working with the individuals and the, and the kids, 
I didn't have any problem with it. See, so I'm, that limitation, you know, uh, is something that I prefer to to use than disability. Because when whenever you use, you use the word dis disabled, just think about it. To the sighted world, disabled means unable to do something. What are you saying, Mason? What are you? For those who are listening, and don't, don't understand what we're talking about from a personal perspective, because until they experience, when I say they, the quote unquote able bodied, until they experience that experience, that until they experience that experience, <laughs> or until they experience that discrimination, they don't know how it feels like, wow, just because I'm this or that, really. And like for you, like now that you're going to be applying for school, I mean, for work or jobs or career, really. What do you say to prospective employers about you? Not per se your limitations, but your abilities. Uh, um, you took it. Um, as far as I don't look at the disability, but I'd rather look at the person's abilities. And so a prime example of, of how the movement has changed, I see in my perspective is that the uh, what is it, the Texas Workforce um, Solutions counselors are giving those um, low-functioning to high-functioning um, individuals with disabilities an actual um, employment opportunity through the the ice cream um, location that they opened downtown. I just oh, yeah. know that that's a very good start, and it just needs to continue going on, you know, within the city and, and just anywhere in general. Because most people have to be moving to Austin, to other mm. bigger cities, because they have better resources. It's <laughs> sad to say, but they have what, better What do you know about that ice cream place? I saw a little clip on it, but that's about, a, that's somewhere, it's like an ice, like a yogurt shop, no? Yes. Okay. And, and what so do you know about that? The actual employees are people with disabilities. Oh. And, and who, who's, uh, who sponsors that? Um, I just, the person that... Uh, that they interviewed is Adam Thetis, but I'm not too sure if he's a job coach or if he's an actual um, employment uh, counselor. Yeah, yeah, I saw that and I saw a clip on there. That's pretty neat. But that's that, at that point, or to that point, uh, that's true because not only employment, but let's, let's talk about what really impacts all, you know, all of us in regards to any disability, transportation. And you know, like you, like me and Mr. B me and Mr. Bautista, you know, we could jump in the car or jump in the, you know, you know whatever you can. But how, like for you, uh, Mr. Coleman, what do you see or what can you provide as advice for for those who don't understand that the transportation aspect for you? Um, I would encourage. Well, in in my case, um, my first um encounter was to to seek um assistance through the San Metro eligibility department, starting with the application to feel independent, feel empowered, um, take advantage of the San Metro lift. I mean, there's a lot of improvements that still need to be done, but um, in some degree, I would say that um, they do get you to your destination. You may be late or they may be late picking you up, but um, that is a resource that I encourage um, especially right now, high school students that are about to graduate <clears throat> and are not sure what they want to do, they um, they can definitely use that resource. And I also do want to go ahead and let them know about the AAC. Um, it's, again, it's a very good resource to get your voice out 
And if you're interested, I mean, I would um, highly recommend them to contact Maricruz Chavez and um, their team. And they'll be more than glad to give you more information as far as when are the meetings and, and what are the topics that they want for them to be looking into. So you're not able, you're not able to drive. I'm sorry. You, you don't, you don't, you, you're not able to drive. No, I don't have my, I don't have a, I have an accessible vehicle, but now, nowadays how people are driving, I'm scared to drive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, because I, the reason that I ask is because I, I know a gentleman, I don't know if he's still there, but he, he's working for uh, uh, Spectrum right now. And, uh, and he he had his own van. He drove his own van. He was in a wheelchair, but yeah. he drove his own van. And um, I, I was very very um, proud of him that uh, he you know he was that independent. And he he does have a caretaker that goes with him uh, wherever he goes. Again. and and uh, which but made a big difference for him. And you're right, Mr. Boy, you just said a, a cool uh, uh, the the hot word we're going to be talking about is independence because. I guess people, when they hear access and disability in the same line, they get scared, like, ooh, going to cost a lot of money, and ooh, going to do this, and ooh. But at the end of the day, and I am hope I, I speak for many here when I say this, it's not that we want to be treated special because we have this or we have that. We want to be treated equal. Yeah. Like for me, if I go to a website or if you give me a document, I want to be able to access the same way you do. Same thing with you, right, Mr. Coleman, that if I get, if I'm able to go to a restaurant, I want that same <coughs> for you, no matter what. And that's the bottom line. That's what the ADA is supposed to do. It's not supposed to, oh, you know, Mr. Boss, you said he's special? No. And Mr. Coleman, he's special? No. We just want to be equal. That's all it is. Nothing special about that. And what do you say to that, both of you? No, and that's true. Um, inclusion is, is key to living a quote-unquote um, normal life. You shouldn't have barriers as to where we shouldn't go, where should we should or we should not go. Um, it should be um, free to go wherever we want. And I'm glad that most establishments, of course, there's still some that are, have not been, met the ADA compliance, but for the most part, I, I see that um, they're very accommodating in, the, in that sense. And then also, um, I like the app that I was introduced to that um, allows you the opportunity to look into the restaurants before heading out. Um, I'm just looking for it right now, but... Um, oh, was an app for that? Oh, wow. That's pretty yeah. neat. Um, How about for you, Mr. Bautista, like when in, your, in your career as an educator, what, what, what barriers did you, that you encountered that you thought were unnecessary? Well, the first the first barriers that I encountered, especially coming coming back home, which is where I was born and raised and all that, I had more difficulty, uh, you know, get, uh, uh, with employment here than I did uh, up in the northern part of New Mexico. My my visual disability or a, a limitation never came up. What it came up was my ability to teach and my skills, you know, and and. And uh, unfortunately, what he's saying here in this town, it uh, people have a misconception about uh, uh, people with limitations or you know disabilities, and that's one reason I, I'm so glad that you know we we're all starting that shop where we're going to be able to educate the public because that's who needs to be educated. Even 
not just the, the the you know the business people but the public in general you know you have uncles and aunts and all that who still th see us as as uh, disabled completely you know uh, you do George and I do um, I have cousins who who still don't think that I actually was a teacher. And I think for that, Mr. Coleman, for you, I mean, you just graduated from high school right now. I'm in high school. I'm sorry. Uh, UTEP, UTEP, right? Yes. I can so say what barriers, like I'm going to ask, like I asked Mr. Bautista, what barrier did you encounter that you felt, when I say, I got to emphasize this, unnecessary, which I mean, like you saw, like, you know what, I didn't have to go through that. Or, you know what, so what, what barriers did you, encounter well as a student at utip um we did have some areas around campus that weren't accessible um starting with the um, student union um i'm i'm proud to say that um through the student organization minor diamonds i don't know if it's still around still there <clears throat> i'm not too sure if it's still around okay. but <clears throat> when it was there um the staff were very understanding and and took our feedback um that we as students um thought that was very important for them to consider um as part of their decision and and lo and behold they did the okay. new office that you see there it's because our feedback and the student body feedback also were very um very taken by our experiences of of not having an accessible um, classrooms or even uh, ramps to get around. Because and it's funny you you mentioned that, that Mr. Bautista kind of referenced that earlier, and you just said it right now with mm -hmm. your feedback. And that's what we need to do, folks, as a group. It's not jump in there and get upset and use this and use that. We need to sit down and educate them. Okay, this is what we need. This is why we need it. And this is how we could do it. And I think with having those discussions has helped me and Mr. Bautista you know, in regards to advocates. And also you too, Nathan. And the thing that we want people to understand from discussion is the, to overcome the biggest barrier. And I think I, I talked to you about this, Nathan, the first time we, we spoke on, on the podcast, is uh, the biggest barrier for anyone that has a disability is perception. Okay. And what I mean by that is, like how you said, Nathan, when they see you, boom, they saw Mr. Bautista. But let's pick it up a little bit more. How about those individuals have, that have been diagnosed with either autism or some type of intellectual disability? And now you have the sighted people, so, so to speak, saying, well, he looks normal, but why is he acting that way? Or he does this or she does that. But see, that's what I'm saying, that we need to understand, you know, comprehend, okay, what's going on? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? instead of automatically labeling him like as a crazy person. I've seen that so many times. And that's unfortunate because that person just, <clears throat> just has some type of diagnosis. And then when it comes to a wheelchair or someone like myself and Bautista that use either a cane or a white cane or, or a guide dog, Menos, mm -hmm. you'll see it right away. I don't know if they've done this to you, Nathan, but they've done this to me, me, me and Mr. Bautista. They'll talk really high, like how are you, I mean, or really low and slow. I'm like, look, first of all, I'm not deaf unless you ask my wife. And number two, you know, you, I'm not, don't talk to me slow. You don't have to do that. But I think having a discussion, it, it will enlighten them, I hope. What do you say to that, Nathan? Um, I agree. And then I also want to bring up the fact that 
if the general public is really interested in in knowing how they could be um, useful to all populations is to go into the sensitivity trainings um, that UTEP offers or you know other other departments um, that offer that because that's the only way that you'll learn how to adapt to somebody with special needs. Uh, for that, George, yes, sir. And one of the one of the things though, though that I think that we need to to uh, consider mm-hmm. ourselves is that a lot of times it's our lack of self-confidence or self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So when we go into a, a, for instance, we go into an interview, we're not sure. We're not, you know, we don't feel comfortable. We, we, don't, we don't have that self-esteem or that self-confidence that the silent world has, you know. And we need to learn to to, to um, show that, the uh, self-confidence. And that way, you know, like I said, it's not what um, what we look like, but it's what we can do. And, and they need to know what we can do. Uh, the last the last interview that I had, uh, I, you know, because I was turned down several times here in El Paso, the last interview that I had before I got hired, I actually uh, took a, a, a film, you know, a, a videotape of myself coaching kids when I, you know, was coaching. And I said before, I told them, I said, before we begin this interview, I would like for you to see this uh, videotape. They played it. And they were extremely impressed because they could see what I could do. They weren't looking at what I looked like. They were looking at what I could do. And I think that's the problem is that we have to, we have to prove ourselves. And a lot of times we need to, to um, do things like that, you know, show what we are capable of doing. True. That's very true. Done. And by the way, yeah. folks, if uh, Sergeant Kirkley, Mr. Bautista, because we just got a comment. So if anyone out there has a comment or question, you could post it on the, on this Facebook feed. And it will pop up. And I'm going to go ahead and show this um, show this comment. And Nathan, can you do me a favor? Can you read it for us? Yeah. Okay, let me go ahead and bring it up. Okay. Okay. It's just, uh, let's not call people's, um, let's not call people special needs through, though, please. That's uh, from Chrissy Lai. That's, yeah. that's my personal opinion. That's just my personal opinion because... Thank you, Ms. Christie, for, for mentioning that. And like I said, if anyone, wants, if anyone has a question or comment, go ahead and post it. We'll, we'll post it here. Thank you, Nathan, for reading that. Yes. For me, personally, I don't like that word because special needs means that my needs are special. They're not. They're, my needs are what to, I have to do to be equal. And those are not special. They should not be special, like I had mentioned earlier. And another thing is special kids with special needs for me is when do they transition from an adult? You don't, I have never heard an adult with special needs. I've always heard, you know, like Mr. Bautista, either limitations or disability or whatever. But I just understand when I say special needs, like again, just my soapbox, I'm just <laughs> talking here. But let me ask you this, Mason, what do you think about that term special needs and you, Mr. Bautista? Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, or nay? This is a discussion. I'm not saying it's a bad or good thing. It's just your opinion, right? I personally just think um, it just matters what to what audience you're trying to explain this to because if you try to explain to something some something like this to a elementary student they're not gonna understand if you use if you use like um, 
other another language other than than just saying special needs. So I do apologize for saying that in this type of audience, but but I'm so used to saying that in a in a smaller generation type audience. No, I hear you. I hear you. And, that makes and by the way, uh, listen, you know, we were talking about that ice cream thing. Miss uh, Miss Lai put it into our uh, free. So if anyone wants to read it, you click on it. And they'll show you about that ice cream shop you're talking about, Nathan. I don't want to click on it because I might lose everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Mr. Bautista, what do you think about special needs? Well, you being uh, an educator well, under special education. Yeah, that's, see, that's what I was going to refer to. Uh, I taught special education for, you know, for 30-something years. And and the, the thing about uh, uh, teaching special education is that kids that, that end up in special education end up having a difficult time at, you know, attempting to get into college because, and, you know, and, and in some cases, they really weren't special. I mean, they really didn't have a limitation. They were, some of them just, uh, you know, decided that they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to be in the regular class or whatever. I've seen kids who, who you know, uh, were in special education classes and they had difficulty trying to get into, in, into the, you know, uh, college situation or a career uh, educational school because people look at the transcripts and say oh this kid was in special ed he's you know he's not going to make it in in our in our system and it's that's just not see it's like me i went to the to the blind school and and when my 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 credentials indicate that i that i was visually impaired so right off the bat i'm i'm you know i've got that against me, the fact that I'm Hispanic, <laughs> you know, so uh, you, you have to, you know, you have to be very careful how you, how you term or, or you know, the terms that you use with, with kids or with people, because uh, like I tell you, I don't like the word disability. And so I'm sorry, I was typing while I was talking, I do apologize for that. I'm just encouraging people to go ahead and put that question here, because I think that we, we have... <clears throat> the experience in this discussion was you, Mason, you being very active, Mr. Bautista, myself, to ha to answer those questions in our in from from our perspective when it comes to that. So let me before um, we go any further, Mason, I want to also touch on housing. What have you seen here in El Paso, especially now that you're going to be in the AAC, in regards to housing? Is that or have you heard is that a big issue here in El Paso? Um, me personally, I haven't really encountered that because I still live, you know, with my parents, but I know that it's been an issue for others in our community. Um, and so I'm glad that the city, um, is actually offering focus groups for people that are interested in, in knowing, you know, resources or people who they would need to speak to, to, to make it more accessible if it's not accessible because um, most of us would like to live on our own, but we don't because why? Because those those are the barriers that we are faced. Some of some of the tenant or apartments are not are not accessible, and so that that's like a a very big turnoff, you know. So. Yeah, and they'll say, oh, it's too much money, and or or they'll try to use especially uh, older establishments like restaurants. Or stores, they're gonna call. They're gonna try to use this term called safe harbor. Look it up. Safe harbor is where a company or a business will say, you know what? Mm -mm. My business was opened or started or built before XX date, so therefore the ADA does not comply 
or just not, we don't fall under the ADA, which is incorrect. Because once they do a modification to that building, that triggers ADA modifications for everything else, sidewalks, restrooms, and whatnot. But the city has done a lot in regards to that component. What I mean by that is before, uh, you were, when they say you had a restaurant, you did a little modification on the, on the door. Let's say you widened the door. Guess what? That little modification triggered to sidewalks, the fire extinguishers, the alarm, everything. But now, under the ordinance that Ms. Emma Costa introduced back in 2014, that allows a business owner to do it, you know, section by section, not not at all one time. And that's the reason why we did that, or she did that. Uh, we introduced that to her, is so a business owner will say, you know what, it's cost prohibitive. I can't do it. But with that with this ordinance, at least it gives them some some leeway to make those modifications to help those who are who, who use a mobility device. But how about you, Mr. Butts? Because you pretty much lived on your own yourself, right, sir? Yeah, I I have you know of course I I live with my wife and and and, and uh, one of my uh, uh, sons, but I I you know I can get around pretty much with a cane. Uh, however, uh, there are places situations where it's it's difficult for for us to you know like for instance crossing Yarborough, even though you have those la the the uh, the uh, lights that you know the talking lights or the audible the, yeah. the, the audible uh lights there uh it's difficult because you know what they're set as they set a timer on it like about 15 seconds or whatever and i, I don't know any blind person who with a cane can cross that amount of time yeah so th there are some limitations there but you know you have a choice. You you don't cross that. You know you go somewhere else. You go to another street and and, and cross over or whatever where it's a, a little bit easier. But the the biggest you know some some places like for instance I don't know if you've been to um uh it's, it's called Pops I think uh oh, Pop Burgers yeah the 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 um it, it's a real high real high uh incline and there's I don't think there's a uh is there a ramp uh, there I don't know. Have you been there? Have you seen that, uh, Nathan? The I've top heard of burgers? I've heard of them, but I've yet to go to their yeah. top. It's a big, it's a real good restaurant. I mean, it's yeah, it, it, but it's not. I don't know if it's accessible, uh, George, because I've I've gone, but you know, I know it's it's uh it's about a, a two foot. Uh, yeah, it's a big incline. Uh, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that too, Mister Baltis, because people need to realize that if you ha if you have an uh uh. uh an establishment like let's say Papa Burgers. Well, we'll use another name, but let's say another yep. restaurant or another place that's not accessible because we don't know if that's not allegedly it's not accessible. Mm -hmm. But let's say we go somewhere and you see uh, a makeshift ramp, okay? And you gotta understand by ADA standards, every degree equates to the way the the the, the ramp is is is, is um, angled. So in other words, if it's like thirty percent or thirty degrees, so in other words, this, there's a formula for that. It just can't go in. Tio, put me a put me a ramp, and it puts you a ramp. It's, it's not gonna work. That's not compliant. But yeah. what I'm trying to say, I I appreciate they're making the effort, but sometimes that effort kind of makes it a bigger burden in regards to access. And let me give you my story about housing there, Mason. Okay. I don't have a mobility impediment. Okay, but how we talked about earlier perception. 
So I went in, I applied for uh, um, an apartment. You know, you got to make the process, after, you know, credit check and all that. And it was in Montana. This is years and years ago. So I made an application, and the guy said, okay. And I go, well, can I, is there a deposit? He goes, uh, not yet. We don't know until you, your uh, credit check. So then we get a credit check, and I get, you know, he goes, okay, there's a deposit. I think 250 I forgot what it was. I gave it a deposit. <laughs> and he goes, okay, we'll let you know when the apartment's ready. And I waited, Mason. I waited and waited. Hmm. Two weeks passed. I'm like, what happened? So I called. I, me and my mom, she took me, and I walked in. And I just went, I could still see. And I saw the guy sitting there. And he sees me, and he puts his hand up, and he goes, he pointed like to go outside. I'm like, okay. That's kind of weird. All right. Mm-hmm. So we go outside. He goes, come here. So he kind of put me to the side. He goes, she, the, management, the manager declined your application. I'm like, what? I, cr- I passed the credit? I passed, I gave it a deposit? Because, yeah, but she seems because you're blind, you might burn down the apartment. I'm like, what? And that's the very time, very first time I, I experienced the discrimination. That was, I was what, in my mid-20s? So that experience put that little flame in my butt to, that experience made me feel like, you know what, I don't want no one, I want no one else to feel that, that experience of discrimination just because I'm blind or visually impaired. I'm going to burn down the house or apartment complex, really? Seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going to what you said, Nathan, you know, you show up to a job interview, they're like, seriously, you want a job here? But you're in the wheelchair. And? This wheelchair has nothing to do with your mental capacity. Like Mr. Bautista, he was an educator. Mm-hmm. You know, blindness yeah, has, no, our, our limitations have nothing to do with our mental capacity. Now, Mr. Bautista's older, maybe, because anyways, but the point mm-hmm. is, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to put that in. But the point is, <laughs> you can't associate, if someone has, has been diagnosed with autism or uh, some type of intellectual disability hmm. or a mental dis, uh, mental health disorder, like uh, you know, the bi- bipolar, whatever, don't automatically put them into this little cabinet or a little basket saying, yeah. they're a damaged product, don't touch them. Because... Yeah, see, I, I have a, a grandson that's, uh, that has... Um minor uh, autism and he's you know he's experienced some discrimination but because of the way we brought him up to believe that he could do whatever he needed to do or whatever he wanted to do he's been able to you know he's like right now like i've told you george he's working for verizon does is doing real well uh, he just didn't let that you know people or that limitation stop him and that's what we've got to do we just have to to, to search forward and, and you know, there's going to be people that are going to try to stop us because they are ignorant, but we have to educate them and continue to go forward. So before we go, Mason and Mr. Bautista, um, I want this to be a good, I guess, uh, teaching point, if that's a good <laughs> word to use. What would you tell the youngins there, Mr. Nason, because you're, 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 you know, <laughs> and Mr. Bautista, what can you tell the, the your brothers and sisters that are coming up behind you in the pipelines that are, are, are going to experience stuff? They are, no matter what. I don't care what, what it is. What, do you, what can you tell them right now as someone that's been active and say, okay, this is what to do, or this is not necessarily how to feel, but what can they do to be more more um, vocal, if that's the word to say? Well, yeah, well, the, the key word is preparation. If you're not prepared to, you know, and if you're not, if you don't plan to succeed, you're planning to fail. 
and and that's the name of the game you you need preparation and with your if you're well prepared they can't stop you they can uh, they can you know momentarily put a stop to you but they can't stop you that's what i did i mean they tried to stop me from from uh, getting a teaching job but and they did it momentarily but my training my preparation you know uh overcame uh their 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 ignorance you know and then once i got in uh you know the and i started teaching and, and doing my job and doing it well then there was no arguing you know or there was no concern but at first you know they have this this fear that that, that you're going to be a, a liability to them you know what do you and, say and, to that and, you're right Mr. And I, yeah and, 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 and i hang on and, and i always tell people you know that that when they you know when they they say that you know they think they're they're going to be a liability is you just have to you know show you know show that that you are well prepared better prepared because you have to be and then you know just you know stick to your guns you know yep and and, and when mr bautista was mentioning earlier folks there's going to be a center we're going to open the Pastoral council for the blind mm -hmm. and that that one of my for me personally and mr bautista is to educate employers that disability does not equate to liability okay right. disability does not equate to liability okay and what we mean by that is i worked at the workforce work, uh, the workforce solutions borderplex and i saw many of times folks and i'm going to tell you this mason it was sad three or four times that we had to turn away a person because they had a, either they were they used a wheelchair they were blind or deaf and i thought that was when i saw that i'm like lord have mercy what is going on twc well back then dars well there's employers and then the workforce well oh i'm sorry the workforce say there's employers and dars will say well there's support services equating millions of dollars but guess what folks there's a gap and mr nason you you're, you experienced that gap and what that gap is folks is perception until we break that barrier down these mm -hmm. two components are going to equal and because unfortunately by statistics a high percentage of people with disabilities especially those who are vision impaired have uh, are unemployed or underemployed until we break that barrier educating the employers as to nation's quality or performance and abilities to mr bautista's abilities then they're going to learn oh wait a minute he's not dumb because he's in the wheelchair or Mr. Bautista is not dumb because he's blind? No. So we have to show them. That's my, that's my thing to my to the younger generation. Yeah. Don't be the reason, or don't be the excuse, be the reason. I flipped that around. Yeah. What I mean by that is, don't always be, well, he's blind, this is why. No. I'm blind because I did this. Mr. Bautista, he's blind, but he's an educator. Yeah. Mr. Nason, hopefully one of these days, uh, in broadcast or something, we see you out there. And I want to point to you and say, look, Nathan did do it. Why can't you? Look, Bautista did it. Why can't you? That's what I always do. I point at other people. If he did it, why can't you? Well, he's he's this. So, right, Nathan? What, yeah. During your experience at UTEP or even high school, were there times where you were frustrated? Like, why do I have to go through this? Or why does this? Or were there times that you not, well, I guess frustrated, but at the same time, your willingness to go forward and tell people, you know what, I could do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I started looking for jobs in 16. So my first turn down was um, the movies. 
um, I did well through the interview and the employer was um, more than willing to go ahead and give me the ticket, you know, cutting the tickets off. And when I went to the second interview, they're like, you know what, um, I want to give you the job, but my superior here doesn't think that it's fair that you um, have the same job as the others, but the only modification that you'll have is that you wouldn't have to be cleaning the the uh, theaters, and so we can give you the job. Wow. So from there, I just felt empowered to continue pressing forward, and so my my um, job history has began with the call centers, and thank. Can I ask you something? Can I interrupt you real fast, Mason? And I want you to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like counseling, okay? People so <laughs> start charging per hour here, but I want to. Now, I want people to understand initially, and you too, Mr. Belty. Initially, when you heard those words, "We can't hire you because of this," how did you feel? I cried, <laughs> and and you know, I, I cried because I just like what? I mean, you, you you guys can't really give me the opportunity because you see that it's unfair for others because they'll have to do my job because I can't physically do it. Mm-hmm. I felt, yeah, I've been see, there too. And, yeah. and me, and me, I, when, uh, when the, you know, the, the guy told me that they were going to hire from within in-house, it made <laughs> me angry. And not only did it make me angry, it made me more determined. And I said, you know what? I'm the best qualified individual in the city, not just in, in you know, at the school, I had the most, the best credentials and it made me angry. And I went to the superintendent's office and I made him, I told him, you, you know, you need to take down that, that uh, sign that says, you know, uh, uh, equal opportunity employer. I said, you need to take that sign down and take it down now. And he said, why? And I said, because you don't hire people with disabilities. You're lying to people. I got on the phone. Got on the phone, and he called the uh, Bella pres- president, uh, principal, and, and within five minutes, I had a job. So you see that you have sometimes you have just have to uh, stick to your guns. You sh- somehow, uh, I wish that you had gone beyond uh, over his head, and and um, to, to, to you, make sure. You know, but he did say the same thing you did, Mister Bolsita. Was he, he felt empowered, and now you know, and I think you know what now that I think about it, Mister Bolsita. And whoever's watching, uh, you too, Mason, I just figured something out. Maybe that's what makes us advocates because we've gone through it. Oh, yeah. You know, we feel like, oh, man, are you serious? And when they tell me about the apartment, I yeah. cry because of frustration. I'm like, really, bro? You're going to, because I can't see? It's, you know, I'm going to burn their place down. And yeah. it, it, I guess because I was frustrated because of the lack of education. The ignorance, that's the word to use. And it's not because sometimes people are being mean, but when they do things like that, instead of saying, okay, hold on, like Mason, let's see what we could do to make, you know, to Mr. Bautista, let's see, or me, myself. I've been fired twice, folks. Twice, because of, because of my blindness. We had to go you to know, court my, once. My suggestion, though, George, to him, to, uh, uh, him is, is uh, very simple. You know, you need to tell them not to be looking at the problem, but as the solution. Mm-hmm. What's the solution for, for what, what, what would, would solve the problem for me to be able to, to get the job? 
and then you know and then of course if they if if you're not able to do it then you be the one to say well i can't do it yeah. but not for them they should not be the ones to say you can't do it sure what do you say to that Nathan? no he's right um but it all it all it all um depends on the manager's intentions because if they go with their gut good feeling of course then they're going to give you the opportunity but if they're going off of of what the man the what the requirements of the job go um requires then obviously they're not going to give you a fair chance true yeah and so true. it just depends on the person's heart and, and what did i mention um is when someone that has this kind of encounter or they feel down or they feel we i think we talked about this a little bit too mr mr mason before is talk to someone. If you feel your self-esteem is low because you know what, the girl didn't like me or the guy didn't like me or the I didn't get a job or talk to someone. Don't hold yep. it in because we hold it in that makes it more um, a bigger talk impact. To somebody, <laughs> talk to somebody right. like like us, you know, because George and I we're advocates and we you know we will go to to any length to find out why. You know, I, I mean, when you tell me no, you better have a, re a real good reason to say no to me, because uh, I, you know, I want, like I, like I've always told tell people, I don't apply, and people with disabilities don't apply for a job unless they're capable, unless they're, you know, they're they're able. So, I mean, I wouldn't apply for a coaching job, playing uh, coaching football, because that I'm not capable of doing that. I know that. So I mean, that would it would be foolish for me to apply for a coaching job as a football coach. So, but as a as a wrestling coach, you know, I, there's not not it wouldn't be a problem for me. So, you you also need to be able to say, you know, I'm prepared for this job. Mr. Bautista, tell tell me about your wrestling record. How many how many state uh, champions? Well, I, I mean, my, oh, I, I've got my all three of my sons are state champions. They wrestled for mm -hmm. me, and they you know, and and and. Uh, Two of them went to, and wrestled in, in the university, and one of them is, is a coach right now, and he's he's got a real good team. Uh, I have a granddaughter that's a, a state champion as well, and I had you know two kids, uh, three kids from Sleda High, that were state champions, and 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 it's not because I'm that I'm great. It's because you know you you take the time to work with kids and 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 uh, figure out their their limitations just like you know you figure out your own limitations and that's why it's that's why i tell you um you know your limitations and and you know them better than anybody else and so whenever you go and apply for a job and they turn you know try to turn you down you need to stick to your guns and say you know what i know what my limitations are and i wouldn't be applying for this job if i wasn't capable of doing it i think with a lot of time but it is folks if they're watching or hearing this you might think that we're just being whiny, but yeah, but I guarantee you what? Anyone that's listening that has a disability or a limitation, they're like, oh heck yeah, damn straight. And but you know, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. We need to have more of these discussions because you're not alone, right, Mason? I, I've called you twice, <laughs> you know, complaining, you know, venting my stuff. Uh, you'd be a good counselor, by the way. And but the thing is, and Mr. Baltiza, I've done that millions of times. But what it is is we need to talk about it, not. Only among ourselves, yeah. but in the public yeah. venue, like something like this, you know. Don't don't hide it. Uh, don't hide your concerns. Uh, express them and express them to somebody who believes in you, 
who's mm -hmm. going to in, in, you know increase your your self-esteem not don't go talk to somebody who's going to you know Put you down. down your your your, your self-esteem i always you know i always go talk to somebody who who you know who's going to be positive i'm not a very i'm not real good on computers so i talk to george a lot and george helps me a lot and I, and it's because i know that he's not going to be negative he's going to be positive yeah and it's like you mentioned before i met you i'll tell you right now we're live so <laughs> um yeah people talk good about you man a lot of people that are around you, like Nathan, Nathan, like, I want to meet this Nathan Coleman. He's a, who is Jesus. He's a bad, a badass. Well, I want to meet this guy. And now I got to meet you. I'm like, you know what? This kid's, mind you, mind you. Yeah. I've never, I've seen you, but I've seen you, not your wheelchair, not, you know, whatever you are, like Mr. Balsy. That's one thing I can say about being visually impaired, folks. I see the person who they, who they are. And I see, I'm saying see. I see their spirit. I see who they are. Cause yeah, they could talk and talk, but I could hear them and see them. And like you, Nathan, I didn't know till later, later, later on that you're in the wheelchair, that you use the wheelchair. I never knew that. Mm. It didn't really concern me, right? Because it's Nathan Coleman, and I, that's one thing I see as an advantage, I guess you want to say, for someone that has a visual impairment, because we don't judge. Mm. I've talked to people many times. They're like, well, you know, I'm this, you know, I'm that. I'm like, man, who cares? Right, like you, Mason. Uh, you know, you, you know? just uh, you just you just have to 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 understand people people's needs, and instead of uh, trying to be uh, uh, a show off or be you know think that you're better than they are, we're not we're no better than anybody else. We you know whether you're in a wheelchair or where uh, where I have a uh, use a cane or what or what, uh, we all are the same. You know, we're yeah. human beings, and we we need to respect each other's um, uh, abilities or lack of. You know. So to, to close this out, folks, both of you, Mr. Bautista and Mr. Nason, what do you want someone or those who are listening or watching, what do you want them to take away from this podcast? To feel empowered and to put their their uh, lack of lack there of confidence aside and, and push forward. No matter what the circumstances may be, um, there's always a solution to every problem most of the time. And so the 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 um the problem starts within us and and the solution will will puzzle itself together if you're determined to to meet that goal and do whatever it takes to to accomplish it <clears throat> and i also wanted to mention that the app that i wanted to go in and let everybody else know of is the i access what is it called I, I accessible. I accessible. Okay. Is it a, is it um? But it's for local restaurants or going? Yes, it's oh, for really? local restaurants. It's available for the iPhone or the Android. There you go. I I, I accessible, right? Correct. Oh, I, I didn't see you. Now we learned something new. Yeah. That's thank you, Mister Mason. That is cool. You're welcome. How about you, Mister Bautista? Yeah. Well, I'm. Um, you know, I same as here as uh, I uh, think that you should empower yourself and as again. <laughs> If you have a skill and you know you have a good, uh, you know, you're good at it, uh, don't let anybody keep you from, uh, and, and you enjoy, and that's what you want to do, don't let anybody stop you because uh, then you're stopping yourself. Like I say, you know, you always be prepared, have a plan, and then, you know, go pro proceed from that. Yep. And my words, uh, I, I use this hashtags on, on Facebook, no participation, no progress. We can sit here and talk about the problems, 
Yep. And like Mr. Bautista taught me recently, recently, we could talk all we want about the problem, but we don't talk. About, we don't do nothing for the solution. And that's what mm-hmm. we need yep. to start doing. And yes, there's problems. There's problems everywhere. But we start chipping away little by little by little. Look what happened to Sun Metro. Little by little. Look at the, look at the city. When before they had no, no, uh, no money for on-demand program, which is called the curb cuts. No money. Zero. It still would have been zero as of today. But guess what? A group of us got up, stood up. Mr. Bautista was there back in 2016, 2017. And we demanded, not asked, demanded that we be treated equal. And now every year there's $500,000 in the budget, line budget item that pays towards that project. It's on the demand program. Call 311. Yeah. If you encounter a curb or a, a sidewalk that's not accessible, call 311 let them know. And there's money there, folks. But again, we can't talk about the problem. We gotta start start, start talking about the, the solution. Yeah. And another thing I always say, people with disabilities don't have limitations, they only have potential. Look at Mason. He's a young kid. Well young kid, what, twenty something though, Mason? Thank you. No, I just turned thirty seven. Holy snakes! Yes, that viejo, never mind. Forget that. I'll take it over. I just credit, <laughs> you know, my success to my family and to my support, my community mm. support. And yes, so sir. without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. So yes, ma'am. I, yes, I, 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 I said yes, ma'am, because I think of my wife. That's exactly that, that, that conversation, Nathan, we had yesterday. My, my that's wife all of us. Like, yeah, my, that's like, all of us. Yeah. I have, my wife has been supporting me the past few years. That's why I told her I am not here. I am not the advocate because of me, because of you. You helped me. You know, you, I've been frustrated. And Mr. Bautista knows this. I've been frustrated, and she backs me up. You know, babe, don't worry about it. Mr. Bautista, he's been a great support for me. I, you know, I call him. God dang it, man. you've been a great, a great resource for me too, Nathan. I call you and, and I talk to you. But the point is, I guess what I'm trying to say: is, talk to someone, folks. Yes. You know, if if you feel bad, just talk to someone. You know, mom, dad, primo, tia, friend. Uh, you know what? Today I had a bad day. All right. You know what? Talk to someone positive. You know what, bro? Let it go. You're good. And, oh, yeah. oh here comes a boss down here, my, one of my dogs. But the <laughs> point is, talk to someone that you're not alone. What we're talking about today, you see, we're all from different perspectives in life, but we all have the same issues in some ways. But anyways, before we go into any more, anything else, how can someone contact you? Are you on Facebook? Of course you are, but what's yes. your Facebook name? Um, it's under Nathan Coleman, and then in, in, uh, in parentheses, it's Nate. And then it has a, my profile has a Bible verse. Okay. That's me. And I just wanted to go ahead and um, reiterate the importance of the AAC. Um, we're actually going to be having the next meeting next Tuesday. It's every fourth Tuesday, uh, Thursday, no, Tuesday, I'm sorry, of the month. And so if anybody wants to get the um, invite, they could contact um, Maricruz Chavez. At ChavezMX3 at ElPasoTexas.com. It's on Thursday now? I mean, it's on Tuesday now? It should be on Thursday, huh? They moved it? Yeah, Tuesday. Okay. All right. So if anyone has any issues with the city or you see you see, you see a barrier, reach out to Mr. Mason Comey. He's on the AAC. Hopefully, I will be someday, too. How about you, Mr. Bautista? Any last words? Just thank, thank, uh, thank uh, Mr. Mason here for uh, giving us a good example of... Uh, what it is to be successful. He, he's a successful person, graduated from, from UTEP, has a degree, uh, 
that in itself uh, shows his skills and abilities. And all I can say is uh, I'm thankful that he that he you know uh, came through through this interview with us. And uh, I I really uh, you know wish him a lot of luck. Yeah, and one thing. Right, not for, I want to put you as an example, Nathan, Mr. Bautista. Your education, you earned that. You earned that, that degree that Mr. Bautista has a bachelor's, you have a bachelor's. You earned that not because you have a disability, because you earned it. You went to school, you busted your butt, you did it. So congratulations to all those who are graduating. And just remember that. You earned that. You earned that job. You earned whatever you get. It's not given to you because you have a disability. Was that degree given to both of you because you have a disability? Like, oh, they send Mr. Bautista, here you go, just because you're disabled. Did you, did you have to earn it or did, you, did they give it to you? You earned it. Exactly. Perseverance is key. Exactly. Yep. So, all right, folks, hopefully this, um, I guess, conversation you know, touches a little nerve in you and reach out to Nathan on Facebook, you know, or reach out to Mr. Bautista. Oh, no, Mr. Bautista, you're not really on Facebook, are you? Really I'm know. not on Facebook, so yeah. I don't. I don't read. I don't read Facebook. I just. <laughs> read the... And you know, always reach out to me, of course, or the accessibility <laughs> corner. Uh, all right, folks, we'll go ahead and see you next time. This article will be on the El Paso News, hopefully by Saturday. Okay, bye, Mr. Nason. Thank you so much for coming on, Mr. Bautista. And I'm going to go because I smell my wife making some Italian food. And oh, later, God. folks. Bye, bye. Have a good dinner. <laughs> bye, bye. Have a good one. <laughs>